when we talk about the international crisis, very often we tend to look at some of the international politicians, or significantly speaking, we're looking for solutions and hopefully from those what we called international luminaries. Well, if you follow the news closely, that this year one of the world-renowned, what we say, a famous not only a politician but also more known as a diplomat. Henry Kissinger passed away this year. Of course, he lived a well legacy, and around the world, people were saddened because of his passing. But meanwhile, in reality, some countries are not really excited about this figure, and not just because his name or his nationality, and more about what he did to some of the well-known and also what we say critical countries to the world. And even quote some called Dr. Henry Kissinger as the war criminal, and because of his international diplomacy. Well, what gives? How should we understand that? And what about the history between Indonesia and Timor Leste? And how did Henry Kissinger actually influence the decision about this international relationship? Wasn't come a completely a disaster? Well, actually, there's something more to that. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to invite our distinguished speaker, who is Mr. Klaus Lundstrom. Now, Klaus, it's a writer and investigative reporter who focuses on environmental issues, mining, and post-war societies. Again, he's also the author of numerous books, and for example, on Mongolia's doomed love affair with coal, Indonesia's path from coal to path oil bonanza. Again. In this episode, we're going to talk to Class regarding those questions. Well, Class, and welcome to the missing piece. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Class, it's an honor to have you again. Initially, when I discovered you, because this amazing article that you wrote, which is entitled "Henry Kissinger and the Murder," a murder of Timur Leste. Now, I want to dive into the article right away. As we mentioned before, when we look at Dr. Henry Kissinger. I mean, there's no doubt people celebrated this figure because of his international policy. And again, he was the uh, what we say one of the most important icons uh, for、uh, what we say the U.S. foreign policy back in the days and even before his passing. But when it comes to the nation of Timor Leste, and also when it comes to the relationship between Indonesia and Timor Leste. He was not really a hero per se, and he actually had a lot more derogatory comments and also what we say a lot more a、uh, criticism from the citizens of Timor Leste. So let's understand or help us with better understanding what was the story behind that. Well, as you say, the、um, the figure of Mr. Henry Kissinger was sort of like a a two coin story.、Um, Yeah, you have one coin that that celebrates this man being this wonderful diplomat who was a Nobel Peace Prize laureate,、uh, and on the other side you have this, well, some might say a war criminal and、uh, a, a politician who was、um, responsible for one of the worst atrocities in the post Second World War society. And when when it comes to Indonesia and its、uh, and its relationship to、uh, to Timor Leste. By then, more known as East Timor, 
it it became one of those one of those stories that became sort of like the dark side of the moon because it occurred in, at a time when the world was primarily focused on what was going on in Cambodia and the aftermath of the war in Vietnam where the uh, the American troops and the American presence were they were they were humiliated and ousted in uh, in front of the world cameras but when it came to Timor Leste the there were no cameras and the decisions were were made on a very top diplomatic stage where Suharto the then ruling general and dictator of Indonesia merely just sliced the cake for himself and for Indonesia to take over what was then the Portuguese Timor a part of the uh, the vast Portuguese empire who which was starting to open up for post-colonial rule after 500 years of uh, of colonialism and Indonesia stepped in and it could not have uh, gone through without the uh, direct support from the United States mm. and especially from uh, from uh, Mr. Henry Kissinger. Mm. Class, you know, again going back to the history, when Mr. Henry Kissinger was a diplomat. I mean, again, he worked closely with numerous U.S. former presidents. We're looking at Richard Nixon. We're looking at Gerald Ford, and also again uh, the following uh, successors. But meanwhile, he was not a newbie on the job. You know, again, as uh, what we say in a modern day term is, was not really a on the job trainer or on the job trainee. But meanwhile, I want to go back to the article. Let's talk a little bit further. And this is what you actually wrote. And I quote that the U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger agreed in a declassified memo written prior to the U.S. President Gerald Ford's December 1975 visit to Indonesia and meeting with Suharto. Kissinger stated that a merger with Indonesia is probably the best solution for the colony. Now. Here's a question. Before he made that statement, or we say in the midst of the statement, how much did actually Kissinger aware of this negative outcome? Or what was he trying to suggest to say that a merger with Indonesia is the best solution for the colony? What was he actually suggesting as a diplomat? And again, you know, as a journalist long enough, we understand words matter. Everything that a, I would say a diplomat or a politician brought to the table, that could create either positive or a negative effect. So by suggesting this solution, what was the story and how much did he actually understand the outcome for doing this? Of course, Kissinger understood very, very well how those words were was going to go down with the Indonesian uh, dictatorship because... Indonesia was at, at that time very dependent on the arms sale from the United States. An invasion of the uh, of Timor Leste would not have happened, or of it be successful without the uh, without the approval or the military aid from the United States, and let alone from from other Western societies. I'm, I'm in Sweden, and Sweden appallingly supported uh, Indonesia during mm. this time as well. But going back to your question, 
of course, Kissinger knew what uh, a murder, to use that word, would mean to the colony. East Timor, Timor-Leste, they had just had a referendum. They had just had elections, which to a, to a vast majority showed that the Fretilin movement, which was then um, a nationalistic, a progressive mm. movement that, that was aiming for uh, Timor-Leste to become a non-aligned country with uh, a, pro- a progressive view when it comes to uh, come to welfare, to education, to to the involvement of every citizen in its country. And to Mr. Kissingen, that, that spelled problem because it was, Timor-Leste has this, um, has this, well, geographical placement as well for being sort of sandwiched in a very bad neighborhood. You have Australia at the south, you have Indonesia to the west, and you have China, which is sort of lingering from the north. And Kissinger understood very well that this this could mean trouble if, if Timor-Leste could set up a progressive nation and state and project on, on, on the border to, to Indonesia and to other countries that was very important to the United States and their domino theory within the Cold War dialectics, then he could see further down the line as a, dip, as a diplomat he, and, and as a chess player to see a few moves ahead. That, that spelled problem. And, and why, not, why not merger why not merger Timor-Leste into Indonesia and to the best solution for, not for the colony, but to the United States and to Indonesia, which were in, um, which, which worked in tandem in, in this, in this case. So that it, it's very, it's a very cynical way to, um, to use people's lives in sort of like a chess game, but that, that was what Timor-Leste was being used, mm. unfortunately. Class, let's talk about something which is more influential and critical today when we look at international affairs, the word democracy. You know, when we look at the fabrics of the societies, and not just Indonesia, and not just Timor-Leste today, but around the world, democracy, I, I guess, scholars believe it's no longer just a concept. It's actually a structure which is being constantly shaped and challenged over the decades. Now, in the um, in the article, you also mentioned, or indirectly, that if I interpret it right, that related to the concept of democracy, which is anti-colonialist and anti-imperialist. So help us with better understanding, what was the concept of democracy for Timor-Leste, and that, and also uh, the sim- same idea that goes to Indonesia. So in other words, where does the concept of democracy actually fit in when Mr. Kissinger actually proposed or the U.S. stepped in for this major conflict? Yeah, I think it's, it's, a, very, it's a very interesting question. And I think that in this case, Timor-Leste could fit in into a broader picture when it comes to this sort of nation projects that sort of evolved out of, not to say nothing, but like a new chance. And in Latin America, another region that I have, uh, that I have um, 
covered from and, and written about to to a certain extent as well during during my years as a as a reporter. You you have you have numerous examples of other countries that have sort of in their democratic visions and and in their democratic sort of attempts to um, to break out from uh, a colonial or imperialist chain that they have sort of got caught in 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 in, in world politics and uh, been brought down again and you have Nicaragua you have you have other countries such as uh, Chile mm. which also tried to establish something else but that became a danger to not only to its environment but also to the United States and Timor Leste, in this sense, was not it was it wasn't even becoming, but it it, it merely proclaimed independence and it proclaimed an independent thought. It proclaimed that it was going to do things their way, and that it in itself meant trouble for the United States. Mm. And the ironic thing is that democracy was being used on the from the other side as well, that Kissinger, who 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 stated and uh, claimed claimed himself to be a, not only a, a Democrat, but also a, a, a large scale humanitarian, mm. that his pol his policy and his his uh, his attempts to uh, to bring his Timor-Leste back from 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 the craziness of the try to do things their way, they were implementing the democracy per Indonesian forces. Mm -hmm. So I think it, it, it's 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 an irony, I would say. But in this in this case, democracy would mean an attempt to do things their way. Mm. Okay. Class, let's go back to the article. Again, you wrote precisely that Kissinger and Ford, they were well aware of Indonesia's bloodstained reality and under the current ruler back in the days. Now, we understand Indonesia today, it's one of the critical players in Southeast Asia. But meanwhile, what was the political and the social structure Back in the early 19 or in the mid of 1960s, because again, we, we understood that by taking over or we say by completely manipulating uh, uh, Timor-Leste was not a decision by Indonesian government alone. And again, again, Kissinger and U.S. government were all involved in this. But what was the structure for Indonesia back in the days? And I guess that kind of linked to the next question tying together is. Why was Kimmer Leste was so attractive or even appealing to Indonesia back in the days? I think it's a very important question to uh, to raise that you that you do because in in the 1960s Indonesia had sort of done what it did to Timor Leste but to uh, another other colony which was then West Papua but which was being uh, being liberated from uh, from the uh, from the Netherlands and their colonial rule in in the early 1960s, and which was taken over by Indonesia by force, and they, despite a a promise from from the United Nations to have a referendum whether, which was 
granted Timor-Leste and it was a UN referendum in 1999 and that was successful. But in West Papua in 19, in the early 1960s, they had a UN referendum, but it was, it was a, it was a farce and it, it sort of at gunpoint, a thousand men did, did say that we want to be, uh, we want to merger with the Indonesian state, mm. if you, if you will. And so Indonesia had done this before and on a larger scale when it came to West Papua. And in West Papua, the, you, you have one of the biggest copper and gold and also oil reserves, which is very important to, uh, to the Indonesian state. And in Timor-Leste, there were rumors that the Timor Sea had some, some riches when it came to natural gas and oil. Which has uh, which has come true and is now is now a question of um, corruption scandals, but also an important treasure for for the Timorese state. But back then, I would say that the example of an independent nation on on the doorstep to the Suharto-led Indonesia, but as a symbol, proclaimed. Uh, a very dangerous example for the Indonesian, for the Indonesian government. Mm. And I think it was the idea that the, that the, that a small nation could, could do something to disrupt the status quo. Mm. Because we must remember that this also happened in the, in the wake of the Vietnam War when you had a smaller nation causing a political and military defeat to to the greatest to the greatest military nation on 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 earth in the united states so it it is a very good question why did indonesia invade timor leste and my simple question is that they could they were encouraged by the united states to do this mm. because it, it it was too it was too important and it was such a delicate it was such a delicate time in in the mid 1970s and they just they just didn't want to they just didn't want to rock the boat mm. politically mm. class That's i got two more theory. i got two more questions before letting you go now let's talk about the reality today i mean again dr henry kissinger passed away this year I mean, again, sadly speaking, that he was well-known and also celebrated by international diplomats I mean, around the world. But in the article, you also mentioned, and again, it's what well, we say the families today in Timor-Leste and still remember the tragedy from history. And again, the sentence I want to quote from your article, it says, all Timorese families have lost someone or were entirely destroyed, and there's no forgiving that. We still don't understand why so-called democratic countries allowed this leader to do what he did with us. Now, let's talk about this reality. How do you think that today, when we look at the nation Timor State and we will look at Henry Kissinger, why was that important for the uh, for the people today in Timor Leste to understand and also to say that there's no forgiving that. So how much do you think 
that such tragedy, such international wound, is going to last. I mean, again, I know this is unpredictable, but what is the impact for such a statement? I think it's. I think it says it all. It that some some wounds just don't heal. Mm. They they do not heal, and for for Timor Leste, the wounds of the invasion in 1975, they they have continued to bleed in in terms of civil wars where where movements who who stood on the indonesian side of the war just couldn't accept the fact that people had voted for mm. for independence in the 1999 referendum they continued with their military struggle and there was a civil war and the, those outbursts of violence kept bleeding the nation kept maintaining the people in a sort of in a sort of like panic state stage where where they just couldn't move on and they have to um i just want to i just want to underline that the the timorese state and their governments have 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 walked many miles to try to to put to put the past mm. into some some sort of closure mm. they have had they have had committees they have had the uh the testimonies and they have tried to do what they can but it i mean it it, it is hard it, it it is a very it's a young nation and and it's a very poor nation the the united nations um actively led timor leste during a decade mm -hmm. when it was a de facto uh, UN state and those problems have been intertwined with with the past from the Indonesia where with the Indonesian invasion so it's been a quarter of a century where of of, of trouble and, and and wounds and but I think why the um, the Indonesian invasion and is so cuts cuts them so deep it's because they must have felt that they stood on on the threshold after five centuries of portuguese colonialism into another world where they were promised the chance to build something new to mm. build something that that was theirs and it was taken away from them and and i think the shock from that is just it's just too overwhelming and especially for the generation that that experience that at first had. Mm. Class, I want to wrap up our conversation again by asking you a statement that Henry Kissinger wrote in Diplomacy in 1994, and this is he wrote, and I quote, America serves its value best by, protect, by perfecting democracy at home and thereby acting as a beacon for the rest of mankind. There is no denying that today that U.S. political situation is standing at the crossroads. And some say that either America is playing as a hypocrite when it comes to, when it comes to democracy, or others argue or defend that America today still champions for democracy at home and also around the world. So as you finish reporting and also writing up this article, 
how should we understand the statement? And let's go back to re-examine the statement that Kissinger just made. So does that mean that U.S. today or even looking beyond should be careful with the foreign policy, with the foreign policy strategies at this moment? Or does that mean U.S. really need to take a step back, look at some of the history first before meddling or even say putting your fingers in the pie that doesn't really belong to you? What, what are your final thoughts? Well, thank you for that question. I think it's a very important one. The first thing that springs to mind is the world doesn't really know anymore where U.S. foreign policy begins and ends. Mm. I mean, I, um, it, it's mid-morning here in Sweden uh, where I sit in Stockholm and where the Swedish government has just allowed access to 17, 17 military bases in Sweden to the U mm. to the U.S. Army uh, as a as like a as a first step for for Sweden's uh, NATO aspirations and the it's so clear that the in a in a time of uh, mul multiple wars the U U.S. foreign policy has again become sort of the the sort of like the light that leads that leads the pack. And when it comes to the United States and acknowledging that they that they have done something wrong, it's it has it has been it has been done at times. And but they they never it never it never it strikes me that they never look at the system and they never they never look at the structure of US foreign foreign mm. foreign policy. That Kissinger himself, he was a representative for that system. And others others uh, have taken the mantle after him and even before him. And the United States has a long has a long way to go before it can make amends for 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 the atrocities that the countries have have uh, have forced upon not only Timor Leste but also, as I mentioned, other various Latin American nations in uh, in in the past. You have Chile, you have Nicaragua, you have you have Paraguay, Argentina, Uruguay. You have you have so many that it becomes it, be, it becomes ridiculous to just to fathom what what they have done, mm. but. To just to to wrap it up with with his quote himself that America serves its values best by perfecting democracy at home, thereby acting as a beacon for the rest of mankind. Well, history says it all that America hasn't really done a good job at home for democracy, for the inclusion of everybody, for or even for even uh, representing everybody. So I think that Timor Leste is a very bitter lesson for not only the United States, but for the West as a whole, what can be done when we turn the turn uh, a blind eye to uh, to what was at the beginning a progressive project, which turned out in genocide. You said it, class. Again, I agree with you 100%. It's, it's important and crucial for, not just for US, for any other nations to understand that in order to put out a better foreign policy, it's we need to understand humanity, it's always the priority. I mean, no innocent lives 
should be sacrificed just because of individual's interest or a country's selfish interest. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to speak to Mr. Klaas Lundström. Again, Klaas, it's a writer, an investigative reporter who focuses on environmental issues, mining, and post-war society. And I strongly encourage everyone to go online, check out his this amazing article, which is entitled Henry Kissinger and the Murder of Timur Leste. Well, Klaas, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. We'd love to have you back on the show as we continue to follow the news around the world. So thank you so much for doing this.